Hello, summoners. Welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Ilya Alador, and I'll be your Phaeologist today, and we have a lot of new heroes coming in to the Heroic Grail tier list. Uh, we haven't updated it in a while, and so they've begun piling up, and so uh, with the help of all the great people at the Phaeology Research and Development Server, we have finally kind of gotten them sorted. Uh, we have the next episode ready to be scripted, ready to be produced. Uh, but before that, I want to take some time to update the tier list a little bit, because there have to be a few changes that have been made. First off, some heroes have fallen just due to um, the game progressing. Some have fallen because we've gotten some new exciting additions coming up. Uh, and some have grown because of getting weapon refinements that just make them slightly better, or uh, other reasons kind of like that. So... We're going to go ahead and begin. This will be only a update episode. We're only covering people who are moving around within the tier list, not necessarily people uh, who are joining. That'll be next time. I have no clue when that's happening. But we've gotten everyone except for two units sorted onto the tier list now uh, who are currently available. So uh, we're working on it. The first unit I'm going to cover uh, is a demote. Uh, he was demoted from... E tier, uh, and if he's being demoted from E tier, you know the one place he can end up is F tier. We have a new F tier unit. It is Lloyd. Lloyd, uh, he's F tier. So Lloyd is a pretty underwhelming fighter. His preferred weapon has a pretty bland effect, and even after a finding regal blade, the effect only slightly improves. And the added effect is very restrictive in his activation requirements. As for fighter, he's the king of all skills. Uh, he, he has pass at four star. Uh, which is a pass in more ways than one. Uh, Iceberg, which comes on a ton of other units. Uh, Lloyd has almost nothing going for him, but he possesses a refinable 16 might preferred weapon that has the possibility of boosting his attack and speed by 6 and his defense and resistance by 3 if opponents are both at 100% HP and he's within two spaces of an infantry mage. It is hard to set up. It isn't really easy to guarantee, but it is possible. And his big saving grace is his stat line, which until recently... Kept him out of F tier uh, and into E tier because he had 32-35 offensive spread and decent bulk. Um, his stats aren't incredibly high. Uh, more importantly, they're really not properly allocated. But his battle promise is still okay, especially given how many other good red units there were. But there has been an awakening. This awakening was made by Tobin, who is no longer in F tier, by the way. That's later on this episode. And since because of uh, his new refinement that Tobin got, Lloyd is literally the worst sword fighter in all the Herodgar list. Uh, he is he has finally taken his place at the very bottom. So no one should really be confused as to why we decided to drop him down. He has a preferred weapon, but not one of the better ones. And his stat line is kind of awkward and only gets worse as time passes and competition keeps getting better. It is really the fate of all heroes to begin falling off once their potential is capped. And Lloyd has capped his potential, and is now just getting worse by comparison to newer units. It's a sad truth, but it is unfortunately true. It is a truth. Uh, the second unit who, who you've dropped from E tier down into F, S tier... Uh, S tier? That's, that'd be quite the jump. Uh, from E tier into F tier... 
uh, is Ursula. Ursula is not particularly powerful. Uh, 29 32 offensive spread is workable, uh, and since she's cavalry, she can become quite potent with proper supports and skilled heron hits. However, on her own, she offers very little. Her foddering uh, is mixed. She comes only with threatened res at 4-star. Uh, she has an AoE special, which are not hard to come by. Uh, the one thing she really has going for her is she comes with the Blarwolf plus Tome, and is thus the only way, uh, as of my last knowing, to get the Blarwolf Tome on a new blue unit or the Keen Blarwolf plus Tome, meaning she has some halfway decent foddering options. However, uh, there is one issue, and it's kind of the same thing that happened with uh, uh, Lloyd, and that is just, she's just fallen off. She's, she's, she's really capped her potential, and she isn't really that competitive still. She's, she's okay, but she isn't that good. So here's what I'm talking about. Uh, first off, Blarwolf Plus isn't the best of fodder. Be fair, I mean, there are still no other ways of getting it other than Ursula. So if you want it, she has that going for her, but it, it's still not one of the better blue weapons you could have. So her preferred weapon is the Blue Crow Tome, which is effective against cavalry units, and if you refine it to its um, effect... It is effective against cavalry foes and grants bonus to attack equal to total penalties on foes during combat. This is so close to being really good. If the effect was grants bonus to units attack equal to total bonuses on unit during combat, uh, basically if it was an effective against cavalry blade tone, then she would be decent. I mean, 32 speed is still kind of low, but she could get work done with that, but the, the thing is, it's not that easy to guarantee penalties will be active on your foe during combat, and if she has none, and they're not a slow, low-resistance uh, cavalry unit, then she's still not going to do almost anything to them. So, as good as Blue Crow Tome could possibly be, it just, it's... It's realistically still not one of the better options. Um, it's not one of the better preferred weapons or refinements we've gotten in the game. And it sort of just goes to show that, kind of like Linus, she's reached her max potential. She has her weapon. She has her refinement. And when you look at all of them together, she's still, at best, a niche fighter who's going to struggle a lot uh, unless very specific combat requirements are met. And that's the case with F-tier units. So I think it's funny that her getting her refinement just sort of reminded us, oh yeah, she's not good. She should probably be moved down. But that is the case. There are a lot of really, really good blue units in the game right now. Uh, blue, blue mages too. Blue mages are some of my favorite fighters, and I have to say, Ursula is not one of them. Uh, you really shouldn't be picking up more copies of her unless you specifically are certain it will be worth the investment, or you, for some reason, feel the need to put Keen Blarwolf Plus on someone else. Then that's okay, I can see that, but overall, Ursula is really, really not worth the time it takes to, to get her, to build her. Uh, she's just not someone you should really be investing in a whole bunch. <laughs>
So next up, we have Clive. So I've covered Burkut and Clive in a character class before, but I'll reiterate why they're so bad. They have poor stats and next to nothing going for them. They are There are far better Lance Cavalry units in the game. In fact, this Heroic Grail tier list, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to record this paragraph since uh, only F tier is out, but we do in fact have C tier, which is full of superior Lance Cavalry units who are still not very good. So uh, there's really no reason to go with Burkut or Clive. Uh, Camus and Finn are both better. Uh, Grail has actually nothing going for him as of the time I initially recorded this, although Burkut had his Lance, and since it, it can be refined, it is actually a decent Lance to give to people. Um, we haven't talked it over. Maybe that could eventually pull Burkut out of F tier if we wanted to, just because his lance is suddenly pretty pretty okay fodder, uh, and he has that. It's it's up to debate. The whole point is that this isn't about Burkut. This is for Clive because we really haven't discussed Burkut, but we have discussed Clive. Clive got himself a refine that grants plus three to all stats of both him and his support partner, which can make him a decent support bot for other units. If you're open to using supports, uh, it can make it happen. He isn't good still. Um, plus three to all stats doesn't really change that. But this at least does give him some extra support utility that can help make other units fight better. Uh, you stack his plus three to ally with the normal ally support buffs, and Clive can really help someone perform better. You know, if you have... If you want to build Clive, make him survivable, make him usable, uh, and then use this weapon to uh, really beef up one of your other units who you are running him with, that's a decent way of using Clive. And I think that is, uh, it's kind of like a bad niche where it's kind of his thing. It doesn't make him good, but it is a real easy to take advantage of option. Uh, this does come even at C-support rank, so if you just want to go and pair Clive up with some random person to get a few extra points of attack or speed in, you can just make them C-support and then have him stand near them, and then they get the buff. So, overall, uh, there's a chance Burkut will eventually join Clive right here, and I can give them uh, a paired <laughs> uh, edited explanation, like I gave them a paired initial release but until then, Burkut's still left here. He might he might eventually climb up. I don't know. Uh, but Clive, Clive's here. Clive's in E tier because he now has the ability to uh, somewhat reliably buff his allies. So moving on to our next hero, uh, we have uh, another promotion from F tier up into E tier. We have Narsian. Now, Narsian is not that good. Uh, he sucks, his stats are nothing special, and his most useful aspect is having access to Lancebreaker 3 at 4-star, which Oscar also has. He's inferior to other Axe Flyers in the Grail list, and kind of has no function. He is just not good. But, he got a refinement, and I'm going to preface this by saying, don't get excited. He's only moving up a single tier, out of F and into E. But, uh, this refinement really just gave him a superior weapon, uh, one that heals him by 7 after combat, and also has the added bonus of increasing all his stats by 4, if the, penalty, if the enemy has any penalty of any sort. You know, if the penalty, uh, if the penalty, if the enemy has any penalty active on them, he gets plus word all stats. You know, it is incredible, but it certainly uh, helps his stats out. It's decently reliable in modes where debuffing is common, and it helps to mitigate just his overall weakness as a hero. Uh, we've, to add to this, 
I kind of ignored this when I first did the tier list, but we've gotten quite a few copies of Narcian. Uh, and if you have been holding on to them, like some people do, you would have a pretty easy time maxing out his potential thanks to his already high existing number of merges, meaning that even if you were to invest in him, you wouldn't have to invest very much for him to reach his highest potential, uh, especially compared to other heroes, kind of like with Masked Marth, just not nearly that good. So Marth moved up, uh, Marth Narcian moved up a little bit in the world, and that is that. That is, uh, that is the end of his segment. <clears throat> Next, we have someone who moved all the way from F tier into D tier. That's right. Never count Tobin out. So Tobin had next to nothing going for him. He could be workable with investment, but took a lot of investment. He had unremarkable stats. Um, and he only came in with attack plus three at four star. I made the joke that mercenary Tobin wasn't the way to go. Uh, but Tobin started out in F tier and for good reason. But much like other units, he has been salvaged from the wreckage of low BST and allocation of stats thanks to a weapon refinery update. He was granted a preferred sword that's both effective against armored units and also grants him plus four to all stats in combat if his highest, you know, max HP is higher than his foe's current HP, something that is decently easy to achieve uh, because of his high HP. It's a pretty straightforward find that I think rescues him from himself. You know, it gives him uh, a better place being effective against armors and um, fixing his bad stats. And it's pretty easy to do because his native HP is not bad. So, good job, Tobin. You've, you've done something now. Uh, I have to check real fast. I do not believe we had anything change with C tier or B tier. I believe all the units who are in here were in there before. Uh, yeah, I think that's the case. So now we have to go to A tier. We have some A tier and S tier changes. Uh, we only have two of them, I think, but they're kind of big. So moving out of S tier down into A tier, we have the Black Knight. So the Black Knight was an offensive power. He's, he is an offensive powerhouse and has been for as long as he's been in the game. He has a fantastic stat line, a strong mixed phase presence that can be further complemented by skill inheritance, an uninheritable special that can bring down even the toughest opponents, and a 16 might preferred weapon with built-in distant counter. The Black Knight leaves little to be desired. Uh, he also has great fodder, but no one would ever want to fodder him. Uh, in my notes, I had a huge paragraph talking about why he was better than Arden and Garen, and by virtue of that Zephyl. Uh, I'm not going to go through all that, because that was just the extra text I had for him as an S-tier unit. Uh, and so even though I saved it and I still have it by him in my notes, I'm not going to read it all back again. Uh, if you want to hear the explanation for why I thought he was S-tier, you can go watch the S-tier episode. He, he was talked about first off there. Uh, but for now, he's no longer S-tier. The Black Knight, once considered to be the absolute king of the Reds, is now an A-tier. So why is this? Did he somehow stop being good? No, that's not it. He simply became less of a powerhouse compared to to other available red units. As of the next update episode to the Heroic Road tier list, uh, the S tier slot for reds had to go to someone else. Uh, we've been discussing it in the research and development server, and the fact is someone else is going to be crowned the new king. So unfortunately, Black Knight had to step down into A tier. He may be alongside Garen and Zephyl and Arden, but don't worry, I still think he's better than them. Uh, he's like a high A tier, if that's possible. 
though anything below S tier is S tier, is uh, is A tier. Below S tier is in fact below S tier, and he's below S tier, just like the rest of them. So Black Knight is still a great unit. If you want to build him, you'll have a great unit on your hands. It just so happens we have a new king in town. And because of that, he had to step down. Now, we didn't get a new king in town, but we might have gotten uh, something else in town that isn't a boy. And that is why another unit who's dropping out of S tier and down to A tier is Halloween Dorcas. Dorcas uh, is an interesting fighter. He has guard built into his Hack-A-Lantern Plus, but you could really give him anything else you wanted as for axes. He's your typical big, slow armor, but unlike them, he has decent resistance. Uh, thanks to uh, his armor unit not needing a... I read that terribly. Thanks to armor units not needing their speed stat, Dorcas as a hero basically has no fault so long as you give him the proper B-slot skills to circumvent his bad resistance. And if you were to fodder him, he has three stance and hack a lantern, which are both decent uh, fodder options. So before, Dorcas had like three paragraphs written for him, kind of like the Black Knight did as to why he was the best green. But since I'm clearing out his spot that wasn't S tier, leaving it blank and putting him down into A tier, clearly makes sense that he's no longer the best green, and therefore I'm not bringing them all with him. He's still a good hero. Uh, and if you want to build him, you'll have every reason to do so. Like all of the A-tier heroes, I consider him to be incredible, uh, incredibly good. But the fact is that as of next episode, Dorcas cannot remain the S-tier green hero. He's good, but there will be better. Uh, I don't believe I have anything else to cover. I think that's all the changes to the tier list we're doing. We talked about possibly dropping Love Abounds Ellywood into A-tier from S-tier. Uh, but we weren't going to do that with a new hero. We were going to do that with an older hero, and overall, we didn't really discuss it properly. And so for now, we'll just leave it the way it is. So that's it. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, thank you for sticking around. We finally should have the tier list all but per uh, properly set up for the new heroes to be added. Um, if anything else changes, we'll let you know before the next episode. And so when we release the new units, the tier list can be all nice and updated for them. If you'd like to reach out to the show, do that at the subreddit of r slash Theology. You can also email the show directly at theology at gmail.com or alialador at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat with the show, you can do so with uh, me on Discord alialador3320, or you can join the uh, development server. There's a link in the description. Remember, you can also send the show your voice messages through Anchor at anchor.fm slash phreology slash message. And if you appreciate the show and want to support it, you can do that through Anchor at anchor.fm slash phreology uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Take care. And make sure to schedule another episode with you, uh, another appointment with your phreologists real soon. See ya.